Welcome to Jim Galliano's Building a Better Web Presence podcast. Build something better with less moving parts, less overhead, and less headaches. Hey everyone, this is Jim Galliano. Thanks for joining me for today's podcast episode. I'm glad you're here. If you were here with me last week, you may remember that we were talking about starting a side hustle and all of the things that went into doing that, but the specific focus was on getting things built, getting it launched quickly, doing things fast. And the more I thought about that since that episode, I've been thinking even more about the getting started quickly concepts and how those concepts can be applied to maybe things like course correcting what's happening in your business right now or focusing on switching up your brand a little bit or your product line or any other type of change that you may be considering doing in the not too distant future. For example, maybe you've been focusing on one or two things primarily in your business and if we took a look at your website, your site would reflect that. I know some people who start out with fairly simple websites And then what happens is they add products and services over time, courses, and then they build out their blog and so on. And so the site really does grow over time. Now, some people may see a site several years down the line and just look at the navigation bar and all the different categories and options. And they may say that or put forth the argument that this website is maybe a little too crowded. Maybe it has too much information That's why it's not as profitable as it could be. There's not really a clear path that's laid out. But the counter argument to that would be, go to a site like a walmart.com or an amazon.com and ask yourself that same question. Would that principle apply here too? I think the obvious answer is no, it wouldn't. The main difference, of course, being is that if you're a small business, less is better more often than not, especially if you're just getting started. Okay, now before we go on any further, today's episode is brought to you by the Digital Strategist Newsletter. Volume 2 will be coming out in just a few weeks. You can check that out at jimsnewsletter.com. And by the way, that website is the perfect example of getting started quickly. I think I, well, I did use Beaver Builder, But I went ahead and chose from existing templates, row templates that were available, and I put the whole site together within probably about 20 minutes because my focus was on getting a new newsletter launched, getting it built, getting all the pieces in place, and I thought that I could always go back and fill in the missing pieces later on. So if you go and you check out the design, you may say, well, Jim, you know, you could make this design a lot better. You could see better color combination, a fancier logo. And I wouldn't argue with you about any of those things. But I just go back to what I said earlier. If you're going to get something launched and you're really not sure if this is something that you're going to keep going as you move down the line, if you're not really sure, is this going to be profitable and you're in that stage where you're not ready to pull the trigger yet, then when it does come time to make that decision, it's to your advantage to get things launched as quickly as possible. And I'll tell you why, because no matter what it is that we do, until we start doing it regularly, then we're just not going to know whether we made the right choice or not. So if it takes us six months 
to get a website put together. If it takes us six to eight months to make sure that we have the word wording correctly and that everything looks perfect, then that's six to eight months we'll never get back again. And, you know, some people may say, well, I like to put more effort into things like design and color combinations before I launch. I Believe me, I understand that completely. But as time has gone on, and I've researched what other people have done on other websites, some of the most established websites out there, as far as design, color coordination, and everything else goes, are average at best. And yet, those are six- and seven-figure businesses. Go check it out if you don't believe me. But as I was saying, today's episode is brought to you by the Digital Strategist Newsletter. I'm going to work on that design as we move into the new year. And OneToManySystem.com. This is the home of my newly launched coaching program. This program is designed to help you build a complete marketing and sales system for your business. That includes a new conversion-focused website that will help you do everything from lead generation and everything that's connected with that. The whole program is available at OneToManySystem.com. So getting back to what I was saying, there are most certainly shorter routes to increase income and business growth than we see with a lot of businesses out there today, than we see with a lot of the traditional routes that are out there today. Now, please don't confuse what I'm saying with get rich quick. I'm not talking about getting rich quick. What I'm talking about is making changes that drastically improve your sales, your income and business growth without it taking you six to 12 months to get all of those changes in place. And let me add something here. I completely understand the temptation that results in you making everything more difficult than it needs to be. I've been there. I've experienced it firsthand. For example, logic tells us that if better design will help us sell a product or service better, then why wouldn't we want to invest as much time and energy as possible making that design look as professional looking as humanly possible? So we have conflicting things here. We have on one side the fact that fancy design can most certainly help a product sell, but on the other hand, so can minimalistic design. On one hand, we can look at something like long sales copy, Long sales copy, those long sales letters, can really go a long way towards convincing people to buy things, especially expensive things. But then on the other hand, so can straight to the point copy that people see over and over again. I guess regardless of whatever we're doing today, people need to see it or hear it multiple times. But think about this, 30 second TV spots. The average TV spot commercial is 30 seconds. Those 30-second spots have been used to sell everything imaginable over the years, from high ticket to low ticket and everything in between. So why then couldn't you do the same thing with a short video where you have, let's say, five minutes instead of 30 seconds? So when you look at what you have, when you look at what you're working with, you know maybe your current website doesn't exactly have the kind of focus that you would like it to have. And you're not really in a place where you can commit to taking your message in any one certain way. You look at what you have and you think to yourself, just like a Walmart or an Amazon, but on a much smaller scale, you think, well, I offer this service and this service and this service and this product, and I really don't want to eliminate them. So what do I do? So using myself as an example, I looked at what I was building earlier on in my online career, 
And, you know, I was personally selling many different types of services online along with some products. And what I learned is that many times if you have a single site dedicated to selling a single service or product, the entire sales process around that thing becomes so much easier, so much easier for you to do and maintain. Example, when I focused on running an agency styled business, I might have several different services that I offer along with the content to promote each of those services. And so I did not exactly have what you would call a minimalistic looking website. Still, when we look at that type of website, it most certainly has its place. It's sort of an information-based site when you get right down to it. And if you look at other sites in that niche, for the most part, they all start to look and sound the same after a while. And that was one of the things I struggled with earlier on in my online career. But one of my initial fixes to that problem was to begin promoting and branding myself instead of my company. In other words, I became a personal brand. So if you apply this to, let's say, another niche, let's say home improvements. So instead of focusing on building, let's say, the home improvement company, I would be building for myself Jim Galliano, home improvement specialist. And then from there, I could say, I own a home improvement company. These are the things that we focus on. But I would become the spokesperson for that company. I would be a brand within a brand. So in other words, by doing this, you put your name on the marquee, so to speak. And by doing that, you have the beginnings of what is going to be a unique brand. Because you, as an individual, you're unique. Your story is unique. Maybe you don't have a spectacular story, but at the very least, it's a different one. Where you come from, the time you were born in, the people you've done business with. So I was experiencing all of this firsthand. And then when it came time to market and promote my email marketing service, I learned that it was much easier to build a separate website for that specific service instead of lumping it in with everything else that I was offering. Does that make sense? So when you're looking at what you have, maybe you're thinking, all right, you know, I'm not really interested in building a side hustle. I want to focus on the business that I have, but I'm not really sure if I'm going in the right direction for, you know, really optimizing my income and business growth in 2023. And, you know, sometimes undoing what you've done on any single website is a job and a half. It's just easier to build another site. And this again, brings us back to why it's so nice when you have a personal brand, when you make sure that you're not hiding behind your monitor, so to speak, and you come out and you create content. could be something like I'm doing now. It could be blogging, creating video. When you begin to talk to people in your marketplace and become more familiar with them, then it's not the fact of the service that you're selling as much as it is that you're the one that they're buying. In other words, they're buying you first they're buying the service second. And it's so much easier to differentiate yourself than it is to differentiate your product. Because at the end of the day, when you look at everything, when we really compare apples to apples and oranges to oranges, is there really that much of a difference? I know that marketing and publicity and all of the other things that we do are designed to make it seem like what we're doing is really a lot different. But oftentimes the things that separate one product from another are more subtle. And yeah, those subtle things can be a big deal to you as an individual. 
But still, all in all, it's there are many options and there are many good options all designed to solve the same problems or the same set of basic problems. And so to really differentiate yourself in the online world, it's just much easier that I've learned and other people have learned also to just focus on building your personal brand as a representative of a series of products or services that are all under that one umbrella. Okay, that was a mouthful there. But you do see how it could be easier to make more sales of a product or service by having that product or service as a single product or a single service on a totally different website. For example, maybe you've seen that authors will sometimes create a separate standalone website with just a single title for sale. They build a website around one ebook title. It's more common now than it's ever been before. Maybe you've seen that. I'm sure most of you have. It's much easier to promote the book that way. It's much easier to lay out the testimonials or the people that enjoyed that using that product or purchasing that product. Also, there's plenty of single product websites out there today. Building a website around a newsletter, something that I've personally done and several of my friends have done. Again, very common. Well, why don't you just put that newsletter subscription on another website that has everything else that you offer? Well, it's not that you don't have multiple ways for people to sign up to multiple lists. But again, it's much easier to get subscribers when you're focusing on one single theme and one single topic than just a general subscribe to our list. So depending on what kind of web hosting plan that you have, you can build multiple websites on your single plan. I know years ago I bought a plan with what was then a Florida-based company, HostGator. HostGator was within driving distance of where I live. Now they're owned by a big conglomerate, but I've had quite a few sites hosted by them over the years. I have a server with them. I still have it to this day with some older sites on it. I've used Cloudways that I've talked about many times in years past on this uh, podcast. I love their service. They, I use their DigitalOcean servers. And by the way, DigitalOcean, I believe right now is in the midst of, I don't know if they've already acquired Cloudways or it's kind of in that transitionary period, but those two things go together really well. I love Cloudways. And then I have a server with my friend's family-owned hosting company, and I've been with them, having a server with them for many, many years also. The point is this, you have a lot of options out there, none of which should break the bank. You can buy a new domain name, they are also inexpensive, so there isn't a problem there. When I set up my initial websites in the past, I arranged everything so that I'd never be forced to stare at a blank page wondering where to start. And you can follow that same pattern. For example, when it came to headlines and website copy back in the day, the most effective research at the time was done, at least for me, in a local bookstore. That's where I studied book titles, chapter titles from the books in my general market. My thinking was, if the book makes it to the shelves of one of these stores, it's already been researched and vetted by the best that publishing company had to offer. Like I said, I also studied the chapter titles. I focused on books that were published by the biggest publishers, by the established publishers, because they had the budgets for the best copywriters, the best editors, the best market researchers. And I did the same with magazines. Now, the point is this. I basically knew what I had to say, what I wanted to say, but I wasn't sure what words to use or how to come across as a seasoned professional. 
Today, you can do the same thing, but you can do it entirely from your desktop. You can even do it on a mobile device when you're traveling. It's faster and easier than ever before. On top of that, we have things like article generators, headline generators, title generators, all of these things, these tools we never had in the past. On top of all of these other methods, you never have to get stuck staring at a blank screen again. So I don't start with an empty page anymore with just about anything that I do. There's also Fiverr if you just want to hand the ball off to someone. I've done that before also. Now let me just change the gears quickly here. I want to bring this back to you and paint you into a fictitious scenario. So just use your imagination with me for a moment and imagine this. Imagine that we put you in a room with 100 people and this is a group of people who could absolutely positively benefit from your experience, your knowledge, whatever it is that you're selling. Let me ask you a question. If we put you in front of 100 people, do you think you'd be able to make some sales? Absolutely, right? Maybe you couldn't guarantee a specific number, but people would respond. Let's fill in some blanks here and add some more details. What if you could do a five-minute presentation? Do you think that would help you even more to generate more sales and just mingling around in the crowd? I'm guessing absolutely it positively would. Because if you know the needs of your audience, you can address those needs immediately. You can get up on a stage, for example, or start a slideshow and ask the audience a simple question like, do you struggle with this problem? Or do you struggle when you're trying to get this result? Do you think hands would go up if you asked for a show of hands? Again, if these are your people, absolutely. Now, I'm going to share with you very quickly the ADA sales model, A-I-D-A. -A. That's A-I-D-A. -A. It's infamous today in the sales copy world because it came from, I think the guy was born back in the late 1890s. His name was E. St. Elmo Lewis, and he created this formula because he wanted to, the purpose of creating the formula was to optimize sales calls when people one-on-one, -on -one, buyers and sellers, would connect and interact talking about a product. Now the A stands for attention. So when we apply this to sales copy, it works like this. We may start out with a simple question. Do you have this problem to get people's attention? Or would you like to get this result? It's a simple headline, a simple subject line template, and it gets right to the point. The next letter, I, stands for interest. For once you have people's attention, you explain the situation. You empathize with the struggle because you yourself had the same problem. Next is desire. You have a solution to the problem. As a result, you no longer have to deal with all of the issues that came with having that problem. You could look at your life in the, through the lens of before and after, and you could invite them to take a step, right? Action. A, the final thing is click a button to purchase the product or enter your email address for your free step-by-step -step guide or sign up below for the complete training. It's the AIDA, Attention, Interest, Desire Template in a nutshell. You can use this simple template to create a short video to promote anything you can think of from a simple one-page website. Now let me ask you, how long would it take you to create a five-minute video? And even if you say, well, Jim, I'm not comfortable with video software or anything like that, even if you typed it out in a Word doc or a Google doc and read it and just created an audio of it, you can hand it off to someone on Fiverr or Upwork. 
to add the corresponding slides or images. That's fine too, or you could go talking head 100% and be just you on camera, right? So the AI DA template works, simple five minute video works, simple website, one page website. Now, what about the website? I know some people stumble here because they get lost in things like design and the rest of that. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me give you a shortcut. Most websites today have, at the very least, a home page. We can call that the landing page, privacy policy page, and a disclaimer page. I think you need those three pages if you're going to send paid ads from Google or Facebook. You have to have the privacy policy and the disclaimer page. There, there are some issues there. If you're going to do, if you're not going to do paid ads, I think all you need is a home page. But a minimalistic kind of site probably is going to have those three pages. If somebody wants to take it a step further, maybe they have a contact page or an about page, those two pages. But even if you've never written a privacy policy out or a disclaimer before, do you know that there are free privacy policy generators online and free disclaimer page generators online? Just look it up, do a search. So you can have your privacy policy and your disclaimer both done within the next 15 minutes and still have time left over to go out and check the mail. <laughs> All right, now finally, what website tools, what development tools could you use to build your page? Let me just share with you three tools that I'm personally familiar with and three people that have put products together to help you do this even faster. The first is Beaver Builder. Beaver Builder is a page builder that I've been using for years along with the Astra theme, Cadence theme, the Generate Press theme, and they also have a Beaver Builder theme. And my friend, web designer Paul Lacey of Paul Lacey Digital, that's P A U L L A C E Y, Paul Lacey.digital, has created a series of design templates that follow the ADA sales framework, the Story Brand framework, and a few others perfectly. His package, if you're a Beaver Builder user, will help you finish your page design and layout in record time. Next, we have Mike Oliver of MikeOliver.me. If you're a Generate Press, Generate Blocks user, you can join Mike's program. Just go to MikeOliver.me. You can get new designs every month. And again, you'll be able to complete your Generate Press site in record time. And finally, if you're a user of Cadence Theme or Cadence Blocks, Jake Fole of StartBloggingBlocks.com, that's StartBloggingBlocks.com, has created a series and a set of designs that will work perfectly for this kind of project, as well as many others, including affiliate marketing. Jake's last name is spelled P-H-O-E-L, but it's pronounced Fole. The P-H is pronounced like an F, just like in the word phone. And I have links to all three in the description. Just check out today's episode at jimgalliano.com forward slash podcast. The links will all be there for you to check these guys out. Now, I know there's a lot of great designers out there today. I have many friends in the design world. I know Paul and Mike personally. I've used their templates. I've just met Jake. I've just discovered what he's doing. But that's why I've mentioned these three. Not just the fact that they're great designers, but the fact that they already have the tools in place for you to get them and get started and finished as fast as humanly possible. You can have your sales copy and website finished within a week, and that's taking your time. Now, if you don't own Beaver Builder, Generate Press, and Blocks, or Cadence Theme and Blocks, none of these products are expensive. 
So go ahead and check them out. I'm not going to put affiliate links or anything like that in here. I just want to keep just mention these things. But I have experience using all three, and that's why I want to recommend them to you. If you have something else that you prefer, that's fine too. Now, what I've described in today's episode is a great way to test out new ideas without wasting months of time and energy. I know what it's like to spend six months or longer on a project. And when I say longer, I'm talking about some projects in the early days I worked on for an entire year. I put a lot of energy, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into it, finally launched it, and the whole thing just bombed. And after spending that much time creating something, it just saps all of the energy out of you. It takes a while to move on to another project. Sometimes it takes months just to recover from the letdown. So instead of doing it, why not start small? Why not start small? And if it catches on, if people are relating to whatever it is that you're saying and what you're putting out there, then you can build from there. You don't have to hit a home run overnight. So it's a great way for you to test out new ideas that you may have without wasting months of time and energy. Maybe you create a simple workshop instead of a full-blown course. Maybe you write an ebook or you record a handful of audios. And if it catches on, then you can go back and build out the site with more content. And you haven't wasted, again, months and months of time and energy. If you're thinking about possibly promoting or starting a new service, the same principle will work with services. You can put together a simple one-page website. And if you want to add a contact page or an about page, that's fine, but you don't have to. And then you record a short video with a call to action at the end. If you're selling a higher-end product, maybe your call to action would be to book a call, a phone call, a Zoom call, something like that where people can discuss a project with you. Video, when you get right down to it, audio is in this class also, but not as much as video. And again, it depends whether we're talking about somebody sitting at a desk and watching it or if somebody is maybe a little bit more mobile, maybe they're listening, which is why podcasting works so well, but Video, when you really get right down to it, is the closest thing to you being live in front of people that you can help the most. And yeah, we can classify audio in that grouping also. But the problems we face when it comes to executing a simple strategy like this, when you get right down to it, is that people make everything about themselves instead of their listeners or instead of their viewers. You and I are here to guide people out of their problem and into a solution, the kind of solutions that you and I provide. It's not about, you know, your hair, the fact that you have pimples or moles or anything else like that. It's not about your age or the fact that your voice doesn't sound like Morgan Freeman or some famous voiceover artist who does documentaries for a living. It's not about any of that, but it's so easy to start looking at all those things and then look at yourself and you think, well, I can't do a presentation like so-and-so can. Those are really just excuses. It's really, there's an underlying fear that's there. And I just want you to realize that if you allow that to continue, then it's going to have an impact not only on you as an individual, but on your business and the possibilities that will be open to you going forward. It's only going to be more and more competitive as the online world continues to grow, develop, and mature. So why wouldn't you do everything in your power to create a better future for yourself, for your loved ones, for your children? You get what I'm saying. I want you to keep those thoughts also in the forefront of your mind when you begin to maybe judge yourself a little too harshly and think, well, I don't have a voice that sounds good or I don't look good. 
Recently, I've been talking to people about whether or not you should be physically visible in a video if you're going to do a video. And one of the ways around this is you can just create a little stamp-sized version of you talking while you're showing something that's on your screen. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can do this. There's also some very popular YouTube channels where the people are basically talking as they're showing their desktop. They're not visible on the video. So if that's what it takes to get started, then by all means do that and get started. All right, that's about all for today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you think it will help a friend, please go ahead and share the episode link with them. Share it on Twitter, Facebook, or anywhere else that you happen to spend some time. Or send them to jimgalliano.com forward slash podcast. All the back episodes can be found there as well. Your sharing of this podcast as a whole or specific episode links really helps me reach more people that could use a boost and some encouragement when it comes to building their online business. And lastly, quick reminder, if you're ready for change, head over to one-to-many-system.com, watch the presentation, take notes, and then take the next step. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll talk to you later.